G'day and welcome to Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate studies and research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I'm your host for this week's Grad Chat. Of course, a show like this could not happen without the support of the School of Graduate Studies and Postdoctoral Affairs as well as CFRC, so thank you very much to both of them. Now, if your mates miss the show at any time, you can download the podcast the next day on either iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify or CFRC podcast. So no excuse not to hear what our awesome students and postdoctoral fellows are doing. Today, though, I'd like to introduce you to Apayimi Ojibaja, who is doing a PhD in chemical and engineering under the supervision of Dr. Robin Hutchinson. Welcome to Grad Chat, Opiyumi. Thank you for having me. Well, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Because we first started talking to you about coming on Grad Chat before Christmas or before the holidays and the major holidays. And we finally managed to get around to getting the interview. So I really appreciate uh, you sticking with it and coming on the show today. Uh, I was very excited to have the opportunity to talk about my research to the general public through grad chat yes the, we're supposed to have uh, well we actually talked about this uh, and before the holidays now it seems like a really good time to get the, the message out to to everyone so I, I know when we first talked about it you said you weren't quite ready and now you're saying you are ready what what changed in the last you know three months to make you feel more comfortable to come on the show well just I was busy focused on my research at that point in time and also I was gathering uh, more information and how to talk about what I need to talk about in, in terms of the materials I'm making in the lab and so new results were coming in so I just wanted to get those new results and actually have the opportunity to talk about those ones rather than uh, waiting rather than just more than just the hypotheticals of you know what this is what you're hoping to be able to accomplish well that's really good and and I think that makes it interesting too because when you know a PhD is not something easy to do and there is those parts where you know you you, you know what you want to do but you still got to collect the data and you still got to figure it out and and it may not always be going to plan and, and then, and then the question that, like you said, is you know, when do I start letting people know a little bit more about what I'm doing? Do I have enough to tell people how I'm going, etc.? So it's it's really good. I think you know it's quite wise of you to wait a couple of months before coming on right now that you have more information that you can divulge to all of us. And it's interesting too. Uh, you know, OPME is also looking at coming on. I hope you don't mind me saying this doing the three-minute thesis competition and, and again that is I mean I talk about the three-minute thesis a lot on on air here and uh, what is nice is that with this doing grad chat and thinking about three-minute thesis I mean chemical en engineering isn't the easiest topic to talk about to people like me but it's given our students a lot of opportunities to learn how to speak um, as uh, Opiyama said, in, in a different way to make me understand. And so I really appreciate that, and I'm really looking forward not only to this interview, but, of course, um, how everything that you you will talk about here today, how you're going to consolidate that in just three minutes, which is not an easy task either, is it? <laughs> a three-minute thesis competition is actually coming up. I, I find 
the presentation of the work and you have to talk about your research within three minutes mm -hmm. in a way that everyone can understand the, the contents of what you're actually studying. So I'm really looking forward to the, the thesis competition in this case. And in terms of the actual, like talking about what I'm actually doing in, in terms of my research, just making materials at this point from water. So that's the direction I'm going. <laughs> okay, so that brings us then to your research topic, which you kind of said, and the one that you actually wrote down for me was industrial production of water-soluble random and block polymers. So before we get into some of those questions, can I ask you what made you get into chemical engineering in the first place and why at Queen's? And then we'll, I've got some, you know, I want to talk, then I'll talk a bit more about your research. Chemical engineering is a branch of engineering that is amazing to me because with that type of engineering, you can make any product from raw materials such as plants, natural resources. So I just wanted to know how to convert those materials into useful products that can be used on a daily basis. And also, growing up, I, I usually see you know, technology all <laughs> over the place. I was wondering how how to actually make these types of technology and the pathway to make those technologies is through engineering. <laughs> right, right. So there are various disciplines when it comes to engineering. But I decided on chemical engineering because of you know, the opportunity to make materials, novel materials that are not currently available at this point in time. And then those materials uh, can be used for personal care products, right. such as cosmetics, you know, hairsprays, shampoos, and also we also have some biomedical applications as well, mm -hmm. making tissues or organs as well, and you can batteries and coatings. So the, the, the vast majority of the applications was what I actually liked in right. terms of those types of materials and chemical engineering is basically the, the pathway to make those types of materials. Well, that I mean, it's interesting because we don't always think about that. We don't necessarily work backwards, do we? Because we see these products and we don't always think about, well, who, who made those <laughs> for us to be able to use, um, which is really interesting that you're sort of saying because, I mean, with what you're going to be or what you're researching now, could could you have just done that as a chemistry PhD student? Why did you say chemical go into the chemical engi engineering department as opposed to just the chemistry department? Yeah, so it, well, chemistry is a, yeah, there's the pure and there's the applied chemistry part, but it, they don't necessarily make the products on a large scale. They just so I just wanted to know how to mass produce those types of products and that right. was through engineering right. rather than chemistry. Right. Because it's more on, on the industrial side of things, isn't it? Industry mm -hmm. and things. You see, I've, 
I should have asked that question from other people before and that's that you gave me a really good answer so thank you and which I think leads really well into your research that you're doing like I said it was industrial production of water-soluble random and block polymers so I am going to ask you a little bit more to explain some of these words but just give me a basic overview first of all of what you're trying to do the overall aim of my research is to make materials in water. Water is readily available through the oceans that have to go through water treatment and then you can use those water uh, to, to make materials. Some of the materials that have been produced industrially are made from organic solvents, which are quite toxic. Right, right. To the environment. And some materials act- can actually be implanted planted into the human body right and those materials can also be made through organic solvents that are toxic but in terms of implanting those types of materials into the human body is not the ideal scenario because of no toxicity that can actually enter into the bloodstream in that case mm-hmm. so in order to get materials that are more environmentally friendly and can actually be used in the human body, for example. And a better way to do this, actually the best option to do this, is through water. Right. Water which is, is, which is... Which is good for us. Yes, we drink water. <laughs> Every <laughs> day. water. So my research is to make materials from water, which is a greener approach to materials production. Okay, so with that then, um, I'm going to ask you a bit, a, something else in a minute, but with that then, it, it seems very obvious to me, why aren't all chemical engineers or chemists thinking about producing things with water rather than using all the toxic? Because we do have water around, so why is it taking them so long to think about, or oh, let's use water instead of these other materials with some of the other solvents that you talked about more readily accessible at the time, or they didn't they didn't even think about the environmental impact or what it was doing to humans? Oh, that's a good question. So for water, what happened was that most of the chemistries to make the materials in water were not known at that time, but now they, they are known. Right, okay. And then that creates an opportunity to make them, mass-produce them using those chemistries. Okay, which is good. So I guess that comes into the question then, which is part of your research topic. You talk about, you use the word polymers. <laughs> I love polymers. Chemists love to use this word polymers. Can you explain what is a polymer? A polymer is a material that can be found in coatings, such as uh, nail polish or paints, uh, can be found in toys, for example, in cars, coatings for cars, in tissues, you can use polymers to make tissues, sensors, batteries. It's just a material, just like any material uh, that you can find. So is it like a chemical structure? Uh, yes, a monomer is a polymer comprises of a monomer. It's a, a, a polymer is a macromolecule that has several monomer 
units okay. within the chains. So one of them being one, so lots of ones joining together to make a polymer. Yeah, and then you can actually use that polymer. So that's the chemical structure of the polymer. And the polymer has several properties. It has thermal properties, conductive properties. So conductive meaning can conduct electricity, can use oh, okay. polymers for electronic devices. And also the polymer also has physical properties that are desirable. So polymers are soluble in water. That's, which is what we're all going to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to find those polymers that dissolve in water. <laughs> and you can use those water-soluble polymers for uh, the applications I was talking about in terms of environmentally friendly applications and biocompatible materials for using the human body, for example. So what polymers are you using in your research? Because you said there's lots of different applications or structures of polymers. Which ones are you using? I'm using amine functional polymers. So polymers with amino groups in them. So these are functional polymers. So functional polymers are used for those types of application because of the functional group in them. You can actually they can actually dissolve in water. It's actually the functional groups that make them soluble in water. Okay. So polymers with that amino group are ideal for production of water soluble polymers. And then and and then the end result of these po water soluble polymers is to do what? What are you... And I know you said it earlier you wanted to be able to do mass-produce. Um, what did you use? Uh, you want to mass-produce certain products to make it more efficient for industries and things, um, and then, then ultimately to help all of us. But what particular product are you looking at? Uh, the, the, the target industries are... The coatings industries. So coatings, uh, I mean paints. Right, okay. Paints, as well as the the biomedical sector. So polymers for uh, tissue engineering, so to make tissues and organs. Okay, right. And Which is where that's coming into us, right. <laughs> and, and also environmental polymers to treat water. Okay and conductive polymers for electronic devices, membranes and batteries. So to me, please correct me if I'm wrong, that means with just those ones you've done there, that's a lot of different styles of these water-soluble polymers that you're looking at because a water-soluble polymer for a paint you think would be totally different to one that's going to be used in tissue engineering and, and things of which one. So you're looking yourself more at the paint or you're looking at... A variety because they can use this or looking at a polymer that can be used for any of these for num for many applications so okay. this particular polymer can be used for all those applications that's brilliant that's really nice to have that isn't it <laughs> so how are you looking at producing these polymers uh, generally uh, industrially uh, in a plant okay you can make the the polymers it has to go through several steps 
and then once the polymers are produced and they're processed and then sold to other companies to to use in their production processes and uh, once the polymers are used for for example in in the pharmaceutical industry can make the polymer in the plant and then sell that polymer to pharmaceutical companies to use in drug right drug therapy and mm-hmm. even the codings industry so once the the polymer is made then polymer is in the form of solution and that can just be used as as, as a paint so you not sell that to another company so right. it's all about making mass producing them on a, on a large scale it's it's interesting when because i i try to wrap my head around this word polymer because clearly it can be used for a lot of different things and then you feel you've given us some examples here of how we could use the water-soluble ones. But is it as simple when you're saying producing these polymers, these water-soluble, is that you've got a little test tube and you're mixing things? What is it? How are you making these particular polymers? Yes, that involves using lab equipment as well as test tubes <laughs> <laughs> to, to mix up the components and right. actually make the, the, the polymer. So the polymer is usually in the form of uh, a solid. So you just make a solid. Oh, okay. So the polymer is usually okay. in the form of solid. And it's soluble in water. So you just take that solid and dissolve it in water. And you have a polymer solution. Okay, so that is that... And I know this is probably way off track, but when you say you've, you've got a solid and then you put it in the water and it dis- dissolves, so it's like putting salt into hot water and it dissolves and yeah, then you've got a s- salty hot water <laughs> so it's a similar it just like that just like that mm-hmm. but they but the product that you're putting in the the solid that you're putting in is at a certain a certain makeup if, if i can use that word a certain makeup that will help um with the production later of uh, non-toxic paints and ma- making up um, solutions that can be added to um, tissue engineering so it's not going to affect us, not going to be toxic for us. So that's solid. I, I think that's the solid that I'm... I mean, are you just adding salt or is what what is the solid that you're adding to make the structure that's going to be useful for these products? Yeah. Does that make sense? So uh, polymers are made from monomers, which can be natural synthetic monomers. And this goes through a reaction. Okay. And then once the reaction is complete, you have a polymer, which is a solid. Okay. can also be a liquid as well, but mostly uh, the polymer is a solid. And then once the polymer is made, you can... I'm I'm making the polymer in water. Okay. So I, I, I put the the monomers and make the reaction in water which is greener than right. using organic solvents to make the, the water and this can actually replace most of the organic based uh, polymers that be made that's great and you can just get rid of the organic polymers and put in water-based polymers and that in terms of the the say so that's safer Mm-hmm. for everyone to use and, and is also readily available in terms of water. Water is re- readily available, so that's cost-effective. Uh, right, right. Economical from that standpoint. 
it, it's interesting because you're, you're you're trying to replace organic polymers or monomers. Organic polymers, meaning polymers made from organic solvents. Yeah, which is it's interesting because I would have thought the word organic would have made them greener, but clearly not. <laughs> so I mean, organic is a broad term. Ah, oh, okay. It really depends on the context. So to should be polymers from organic solvents rather than organic polymers. Right. Polymers from organic oh, solvents. solvents. So. Okay, all right. So um, this is a big, big job that you have to do here to, because I think one of the things you said is that making this production uh, cost-effective for the industry, if we want the industry to pick up greener ways of um, making their own materials we have to make it cost effective for them. And so, as you said, using water is one way of doing it because that is more readily available, but it's also non-toxic. So I think that's that's really important. So do you currently have or have you started working on um, a special coating that you want to be able to put forward? I mean, are you at a stage where you're allowed to say that? Because <laughs> I know sometimes you have to be careful with intellectual property and all that sort of thing. But so, so what stage are you at? Because I know you said, you know, it was good for you to wait a little bit longer to come and do this interview. So what stage are you at? Are you thinking, are you testing something now or is it still in the um, possibility or hypothetical stage? I actually wanted to make a special coating from an amine monomer. So to make an amine polymer and in water, actually. And that has been successful. It has been? Yeah. Oh, where'd it go? <laughs> I can actually make uh, these coatings from from water. Great. So the, it's just about mass producing them at this point. Right. So, I mean, and that's the tricky part, isn't it? Do you, when you're thinking about producing something like this, um, it's one thing to say, here's a better way of doing it to make it more environmentally friendly, to make it better for us as humans, etc. But do you, when you're thinking about a new product, do you think about the changes industry might have to make? to be able to use the new product, even though in the long term it's better for everybody. But they may have to change their, for instance, their own production line, their, the equipment that they're currently using, etc. Does that come into play when you're thinking about creating, for instance, these new coatings? Uh, industry right now can, can adapt their current equipment and processes to a water-based product, so just transformation of the solvent, organic solvent-based process to a water-based process. Oh, okay. So they can still maintain their equipment. There might be some adjustments. Mm -hmm. But not so but big not that it's kind of like, well, there's no way we're doing that. It's going to cost us an arm and a leg to change everything now. Yeah, it's better to adopt a water-based process. It saves time saves money right okay so it, so whatever you produce is very feasible there's no excuse for them not to convert over which is precisely 
well, that's good because you've got to sell it, don't you, at the end of the day. You've got to be able to sell it to them into selling by, I mean, making them use it as opposed to going, oh, that's nice. I'm going to keep going with what I'm doing instead of you want them to say, yeah, that's nice. You know what? We can do that. Let's let's fix, let's change what we're doing. So have you, I know you're sort of in early days kind of things, but, you know, have you talked to some of these industries that would potentially use the product um, of what they think about it? Are they all more thinking green, etc.? Well, that's the common trend in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. So they are aware of the fact that they want to go greener. And this is an, uh, one of the best options to go about doing that in, right. in the industry. So there are t- among the, the industry personnels about switching to a greener approach in their production right. of those materials. That's great. That is really good because it would be very easy to get some stubborn people who couldn't care less if it affects their bottom line for a few years. <laughs> so um, that's really good that you've got that. So with that, though, how long... I mean, you've just said that it worked within your little test tube scenario, what you're trying to produce. But, you know, of course, the big thing is how to do it on a mass production. How... How easy it is to go from what you've done so far on a singular level to the next steps. I mean, what do you have to do there to show them it can be mass-produced? Well, the polymer can be made in the lab. So Mm -hmm. that's been shown through my research. And then it's all about them using the the chemistries to, to... make the polymers in yeah in the industry in theirs right just passing the message across and with that uh, they will be able to make it so you're you would give whatever this thing is you would say here's the instructions how to make it so to speak go and do it and now i'm assuming we'll have people in their own business to be able to do that could be a lot of chemical engineers out there in these industries <laughs> that would be taking it on. Or they can actually come to me and uh, I'll be happy to help with making those materials since uh, I was the one that actually developed them. Yeah, which is, so, which is really awesome. <laughs> you must be very proud of yourself. <laughs> I know I would be. I'm like, hey, I found a solution. <laughs> it's not always, um, it's not always every day that you could say that you've found a solution to make the environment and everything better. So you, you must be really good doing that. So what's next then? You know, you still got to write up what you accomplished to date. But is, is there more that you want to do now to finish off your research in this area? Well, I have to finish the writing. <laughs> <laughs> but. In terms of the, the next steps would be to continue the research to make water-soluble polymers from other functional groups, from okay. other monomers, uh, and just explore. That would be the next step. You could be doing this for a very long time, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to make the, the world a, a greener place. Well, that's really nice. and you know We need more more people like yourself doing that um, because we do rely on 
people that wanted to find new ways of making our play, our lives or our world safer, cleaner, non-toxic, environmentally friendly, good for us, good for the animals, etc., etc. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be no shortage of work, I would imagine, to keep that going. So that is great. So I, I just want to really thank you for coming on the show today. I, like I said, you know, sometimes chemical engineering is not an easy topic to talk about. So I really appreciate you sort of helping me understand um, again about polymer architecture because I've had a few people come on and talk about polymers, but they've been in totally different areas. So it's nice to see the differences because clearly this word polymer gets used a lot in chemical engineering. <laughs> and that's a term for the materials. Yes, but there's so many applications, which is really nice to see how those applications work. And it's, and uh, I know it's not an easy topic to talk to for, for people like me, so I really appreciate you being so um, patient with me. <laughs> and I wish you the best of luck with the rest of your work and writing up uh, what you've accomplished so far and I'm looking forward to hearing your three-minute thesis as well so Opiyama thank you very much for coming on the show today uh, thank you for having me in the studio that's good and best of luck with it so that's it everyone a another week of grad chat sadly comes to an end don't forget you can download the show tomorrow from either iTunes Google Podcasts Spotify or CFRC podcast just type in grad chat until next week this is cj the dj signing off with a big hooray Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.